Well, good evening. My name is Dr. John Ginhart uh, here at the Wildlife Center. I'm the chiropractor. And tonight we'll be talking about men's health. So this is for all the men out there, uh, particularly aimed at you, um, of to be healthy, right? It's important for us. Um, but sometimes, you know, this topic really isn't addressed uh, in a way that men will really get it and understand it. And so tonight I want to talk about men's health, why it's important, how we can achieve it, um, and what that looks like. So first, why talk about men's health? Well, why are men more susceptible to illness and die younger than women, right? Uh, if men ever ask that, themselves that question, probably do. But statistically, men will die at a younger age than women. Why is that? Um, why do we hear stories of seemingly, quote unquote, healthy men suddenly dropping dead from a massive heart attack? Right? We've all heard that where, what happened? That guy was so healthy, right? He did this, he did this, and he was gone one day, right? He had a heart attack, he had a stroke, he had some kind of you know, cancer or, or some debilitating disease that came out of nowhere. You know, um, not really, but that's what we think. And we're always shocked about that. Um, why are many men resistant to take care of themselves and instead push themselves to exhaustion, right? We know as men, you know, we're, we're the breadwinners. We're the ones who kind of take charge and go out and, and provide and support. Um, so a lot of times we take that um, as a message that we should not take care of ourselves or that taking care of ourselves is somehow... Um, less important than just, you know, uh, providing for our family. Um, and so I've known many men, you know, I've taken care of and seen that will just push, 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 and push until they're just at sheer exhaustion, right? And it's, they almost collapse either physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, but still they say, well, I don't need help. I'm just going to keep pushing forward because I'm a man, darn it, and I can do it. Um, and that will only work so, for so long. Uh, the question is, though, how is it affecting everyone around you, right? How is it affecting your wife, your children, your coworkers, your friends, if you keep pushing this way and driving yourself further into ill health, right? The outcome is not good for anybody. So, so these are the questions that we pose as to why we concern ourselves about men's health. Extremely important, not only for yourself, but for your family. So two major contributing factors um, to men's ill health, right? To why men get sick, basically. The first one is male lifestyle. And what I'll call this is the chronic stress response, okay? Um, many men have high work-related stress, right? Men, they go off to work, stressful environment, and they come home. Um, they have little exercise or movement, right? So for most, most men, their typical pattern during the day um, is they get up in the morning and they might have a cup of coffee, usually don't have breakfast, right? They drive to work in traffic, right? Getting aggravated. They go to work, they probably sit the majority of the day at a computer, right, doing a stressful job. They get back in their car and they might, may or may not have lunch. If they do, it's at their desk or just something quick. Um, they drive home again in traffic, getting frustrated. They come home, they might have some dinner, sit and watch TV, fall asleep on the couch, and then start it all over again. All right, and so this is the routine of many men. Um, so in that routine, there's very little exercise or just movement, right? It's very sedentary and that's very dangerous. Um, most men do not have a close relationship with another man that enables them to talk about life, seek support, have fun, right? Study after study shows that most men do not have someone they can call a close friend. They have lots of acquaintances and buddies, but not uh, many men they can really share with, right? Share on a deeper emotional level, share um, what their fears are, their anxieties are, um, their frustrations are, right? Or even share the things that they're excited about in a way that, you know, another man can appreciate, um, you know, uh, and other guys to have, you know, fun with um, and, and who will support them when they're having a tough time at work or with the family or 
um, other things like that. Most men don't have that. Women have that in spades, um, but most men just don't seek that out. There's also family stress, right? Stress with the wife, um, with kids, with the house, you know, whether it's maintenance of the house or just financial upkeep of the house. Um, our parents, right? Um, as our parents grow older and age, there's lots of stress with taking care of them, managing that. Um, so there's lots of stress that we encounter. And of course, there's financial stress. Um, we have the innate need to provide for our family, um, to make financial decisions, to pay for children's education, save for retirement, worry about becoming sick or injured or, and unable to work. All these things are in the back of our head, right? Uh, and that just makes us very stressed out. So, so this creates what's called a stress response, right? And what is that? Well, an example is, um, say you're walking through the woods one day, um, maybe a day you actually do take off, and um, you're by the lake on a path, beautiful day out, you hear some rustling in the woods, right? And you look over and, and a big bear jumps onto the path right in front of you, right? So you're gonna do you know, one of two many things. You can either try and fight the bear or you're gonna flight the bear, right? You're gonna try and get away from the bear and run away. But your body immediately goes into this stress response, okay? Because it's gotta do something, it's gotta prepare for this. So a number of things happen. Um, your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases, um, blood sugar levels increase. Uh, and I'll go into the specifics in a second, but you're basically, you just mobilize for battle, right? And you run away from the bear. Let's say you run away from the bear, you get to a safe spot, the bear doesn't chase you, you can take a sigh of relief, breathe, relax, and that whole stress response just kind of reverses itself and you go back to a nice, healthy state, right? That's how the stress response was designed to work. It was designed for short term to get us out of, out of a dangerous situation into a safe place, right? So. These things that happen during the stress response, if they occur for a long period of time, they can be very unhealthy. And that's what I call a chronic stress response. And this is what happens with men who are in a stress lifestyle. So these men who are driving to work under stress, who are in a stressful job, drive home under stress, come home to a stressful house, this stress response is kicking in 24 seven, right? For weeks, months, years on end. And your body just was not designed to handle that. And that's what leads to this early onset of um, debilitating disease, pain, dysfunction, um, and even death. So what happens during the stress response? Well, there's external symptoms and there's internal symptoms. Externally, we probably can all associate with this. Um, there's poor judgment, right? You start to get kind of brain fog, if you will. You make, start to make bad decisions, things that you think are good or not really good. Um, you get a negative attitude, you get short with people. Um, you just you just can't take much. You feel like you're just going to explode. Um, you get very irritable, um, even with your family and your kids. Um, depression, right? A lot of men start to enter in depression, aren't even aware of it. Um, you also start to get aches and pains, right? Muscular bone problems, structural problems. Um, you can also have diarrhea, constipation, right? One, both, back and forth. Um, erratic sleeping patterns, right? It's just hard to get a good night's sleep, hard to get to sleep, hard to stay asleep. When you wake up, you're fatigued, you're tired, right? You're not feeling refreshed. Um, feelings of stress, fear, anxiety, all these things are kind of the external symptoms that we see in others and probably see in ourselves. But internally, what's going on is even much more important uh, because in, what happens internally is you have increased cortisol levels. And this is a stress hormone the body creates to help drive the stress response. Um, and this is pumped through your body. But if it's pumped through continually, that can be very detrimental. Um, you have increased heart rate, right? Because your, your body's trying to circulate blood. Increased blood pressure. Increased sugar levels, right? Because your body needs sugar for instant energy, especially the brain. 
and your muscles to affect an escape, right? So your sugar levels start to rise. You have decreased serotonin levels, right? So you have inability to sleep well, um, to recover, to heal. Decreased memory and focus, right? Because if you're running away from the bear, the last thing you really need to be worried about is worrying about the shopping list or what you have to do at the house or what happened at the office that day. You're just, you need to get out of there, right? So you have trouble really focusing on complicated tasks or remembering, remembering things. Decreased immunity, right? Your immune system takes a lot of energy to run. Um, and so when you're running away from the bear, you don't need to worry about fending off the cold or the flu. You need to be worried about getting out of there. So your body will shut down your immune system. Um, decreased anabolic hormones. These are growth hormones, hormones that facilitate um, growth, regeneration, things like that. Um, again, if you're escaping the bear, you don't need to be about, worried about regenerating um, you know, bone tissue or, or recovering from an old injury. Right? You just need to divert all energy just to get out of there. Um, and decreased digestion, right? Your uh, digestive system also takes a lot of energy, um, and so your body will, start, will shut that down because you don't need to, be, to be, need to be processing that sandwich you had or your breakfast if you're running away from the bear, right? It's kind of like, uh, put it in the terms men can uh, understand, it's kind of like Star Trek, right? Have you ever watched Star Trek? And inevitably the Enterprise gets into trouble, right? And they get into a battle, and all the systems are failing and you know they're about to to fall apart and captain kirk says divert all energy to the shields right divert all energy to the warp engines we need to just get out of here and they said we'll have to shut off you know even life support we'll have to shut off this shut off that like, do it if we don't get out of here we're done for and so they divert all energy to the warp engines so they can take off and escape and once they're safe then they start to restore you know power to all these other systems well that's what your body does right it needs to get into warp speed now so it diverts all its other resources to the warp engines, right, your legs, to get out of there. Um, so again, it's designed for a short-term, um, quick response, and then to be turned off, right? So when that's turned off, then your heart rate will come back down, your blood pressure will come down, sugar levels will normalize, immune system, digestive system will start to work properly again. Um, but if that's long-term, I mean, what are the long-term ramifications of increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, Increased sugar levels, decreased immunity, decreased uh, repair hormones, decreased digestion. Not good, right? Um, and a little bit in the, later in the presentation, I'll make some direct correlations to some of the diseases that are affecting men mostly today. Um, but you can see how being in this chronic stress response is very detrimental to men. So that's the first thing, our, our lifestyle, which just creates this stressful um, response in us 24-7. The other contributing factor is something called andropause, right? We've heard of, of uh, menopause. Well, this is kind of a male menopause, right? Um, and andropause is related to the slow but steady reduction of the production of the hormones testosterone and uh, dehydro um, testosterone in middle-aged men. So testosterone, we know, is very important um, for a number of reasons, but it's a male hormone. Some, you know, women have it also, but it's very important for men. Um, but this andropause is really the steady decrease of this over time. Uh, and it's fairly common and increases with age. So for the age group of 40 to 49, 2 to 5% of the male population you know, will have this andropause con uh, condition. Um, between 50 and 59, that goes up between 6 and 40%. 60 to 69, 20 to 45%. 70 to 79, 34 to 70%. Greater than 80, you know, 91% at least have this issue. So you have two things going on here. You have men in a chronic stress state, which is decreasing all of these 
natural functions, and you have testosterone levels dropping, which is having even more ramifications, which I'll talk about. So you have kind of a, a double, double whammy that's affecting us. So testosterone, what does it do? Well, it plays a key role in the development of male reproductive tissues, such as the testes and prostate, as well as promoting secondary sexual characteristics, such as increased muscle, bone mass, and the growth of body hair. In addition, testosterone is essential for health and well-being, as well as the prevention of osteoporosis. All right, so we think of testosterone as, you know, when you have puberty, um, you get hair in places, you know, your voice drops and so forth, which is true, it does trigger that. But through life, it's continuing um, to work in us. It's continuing to promote um, bone growth uh, or bone mass, muscle growth, um, um, healing, um, things like this. The prostate, right? How many men have prostate problems as they grow older? Most, right? Um, and testosterone is the hormone that helps the prostate to function properly. Um, the other um, dehydro um, piandrostone, uh, testosterone, DHEA, um, it is the most abundant circulating steroid in humans. A human is produced in the adrenal glands, the gonads, and the brain, where it functions predominantly as a metabolic intermediate in the biosynthesis of the androgen and estrogen sex steroids. So what's that mean? It means DHEA is a basic ingredient of testosterone, right? If you don't have DHEA, you're not going to have testosterone. Um, also, DHA has a variety of potential biological effects in its own right. Um, binding to an array of nuclear and cell surface receptors and acting as a neurosteroid. So um, basically it works in the nervous system too and affects how your nervous system functions. So it has a number of, um, of very important functions in the body. Not only is it the basic building block of male sex hormones, um, it also um, has effects on a lot of different cells in the body, especially um, the neurological um, system, the brain. So what's the impact? Um, the impact of low levels of testosterone has been previously reported. In 1944, right, it's been going on for a while, researchers Heller and Myers identified symptoms of loss of libido and potency, nervousness, depression, impaired memory, the inability to concentrate, fatigue, insomnia, hot flashes, sweating, um, things that are similar to menopause, we can have in our own right, right? And some of these things, probably sound familiar to the stress response, right? So if you have things happening with the loss of testosterone and the stress response adding together, right, you're just gonna amplify the results of those issues. So what is, the, what is the correlation between stress and testosterone, right? How do they play together? Well, a study found that high levels of stress, uh, the stress hormone cortisol, which elevates when you're in that stress response, plays a critical role in blocking testosterone's influence. So whatever testosterone you have in your system, cortisol is going to block it, right? So you have falling testosterone levels, and whatever is left is ineffective. Also, stress-related activities such as overeating and eating high-sugar foods, right? Who does that when you're stressed, right? Eating sugar will cause testosterone levels to drop within a few hours of the meal, right? So again, another whammy. So when you're under stress, most guys will not eat a proper meal because they need quick energy to drive the stress response, they need some comfort food, quote unquote, so they'll eat junk, right? They'll have sugary foods, fast foods. Um, they'll have very simple type of carbohydrates, which will all convert to sugar. Um, also, because now they're eating a, you know, a crappy diet, let's face it, um, we'll get weight gain, weight gain, and the weight gain can lead to a lower baseline testosterone levels in the long run. So you have all these things happening and occurring at the same time. You have stress, which is affecting the body in numerous ways. 
you have just naturally decreasing levels of testosterone. You have stress, which is now inactivating the testosterone. You have us eating high sugar foods, uh, which is decreasing testosterone levels, and weight gain, which is de decreasing testosterone levels. So you can see there's like the ultimate storm, right? All these things are just combining um, into a synergy. Okay, synergy is when one plus one equals three, not two, but this is in a negative way, right? You have negative synergy, you have a lot going on. So what's the link be then between chronic stress, andropause, and early death in males? Right? Well, what are the leading causes of death in males? Number one is heart disease. Number two is cancer. Number three is unintentional injuries. Um, think uh, Tim the Toolman, right? Uh, and number four is stroke. So remember the symptoms of chronic stress, right? High blood pressure, um, high heart rate, high sugar level, um, decreased immune system response, decreased digestive system response, right? You also have increased platelets being created, right? And so what's heart disease? Heart attack, right? Heart attack from high blood pressure, high cholesterol level. Um, you have cancer, right, which is basically the body's immune system not able to operate properly, right? We all have cancer floating around in our body all the time, just defective cells, but your immune system is designed to seek that out and destroy those cells. If your immune system is not functioning, it can't destroy those cells. The cancer can start to multiply and cause serious problems. You have unintentional injuries, right? We talked about guys that are really stressed out have a trouble time focusing, concentrating, making um, good decisions, they're making poor decisions, right? So it leads to unintentional injuries, um, either from driving accidents or just from doing things around the house. Um, you know, you just become much more clumsy, if you will, and more prone to accidents and injuries. And stroke, right? That's um, where things are clotting up in the blood, basically. Um, and these clots can form in the brain, the lungs, other areas, um, and, and that, uh, is by excess platelets, right? And excess platelets are caused by that stress response because um, remember you're running from the bear, but if you have to fight the bear and you get cut by the bear, you need to clot quickly or you're gonna bleed to death. So the body creates more platelets. <clears throat> so all these things will start to work together and can amplify and exacerbate each other, right? And that's why men will have heart disease, cancer, unintentional injuries, stroke, and just an earlier onset of these conditions. So what's the solution, right? So what's a man to do? How can the well help me help myself? How do we do this? By supporting your body in the healing process and not just masking symptoms. This is critical for long-term results and improved health. This is really, really important for us as men to understand because we want a quick fix, right? We want to solve the problem and get on with business, right? So if you're having a symptom um, of you know, high blood sugar levels, right, uh, which is a result of that stress response, which can lead to diabetes. So just give me something to get rid of the, of the high sugar levels, right? If I have blood pressure, give me a pill, decrease the blood pressure, and I'm fine. I don't want to see the doctor anymore. I'm good. Um, but that's not going to be fixing the problem. That's just, that's just stopping a symptom. But all those other things are still bubbling underneath, right? Um, and so a lot of people, a lot of men will go to their grave with perfect blood pressure, perfect cholesterol, perfect sugar levels, because that never fixed the problem. The problem was still there and it erupted somewhere else, right? We know that um, from a work standpoint, in the workplace, um, if there's a problem um, with, you know, employee, um, and that's the symptom, right? Um, and you just do something just to quiet them down, but you never really address the problem, you know the problem's gonna come up again somewhere else. <clears throat> you know, in you know, manufacturing or production, if a problem occurs, which is a symptom, 
and you're just trying to get rid of that symptom, but never really address that the true cause, it's going to come up again somewhere else. Same thing with your body. You, get, you just can't um, get rid of the symptoms so everything appears fine on the surface and expect nothing to happen long term. Right? If you really want long term changes, you're going to have to make some serious changes in the short term, not just symptom relief. And that's what we do here at The Well. We focus on the long term, on the root cause, and not just the symptom. So what can you do? Well, one thing we talked about was lifestyle. So lifestyle change, right? The first thing you need to do is decide to make a change. You have to be in it, right? You have to be invested in this. It can't be something that your doctor's telling you to do or your wife or even us here at the well that you're doing begrudgingly and not willingly. You have to make that decision that, yes, I need to change and I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm ready to do this. Because doing the same thing will just create the same results, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is definition of what? Insanity. Right? You can't do that. Think about who or what do you want your legacy to be for your children? Right? A lot of us are concerned about our financial legacy for our children, making sure they have you know, money for education, things like that. But really, what are they learning from you? Um, if they see you running yourself ragged, working yourself to the bone, um, not taking care of yourself, what are you teaching them? You're teaching them that's okay, that's acceptable, that's how you're to live your life. And that's not good for them because they're going to pick up on those habits and they're going to do the same thing. And is that really the way you want your children to live their life um, is the same way that you're living yours? Um, I think probably not. <clears throat> do you want to spend your retirement years enjoying life or spend your time in the doctor's office spending your retirement? Okay, and this is something I see a lot is guys will work, 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 work their, work, their entire work life, neglecting their health and just you know, working themselves to the bone thinking, oh, retirement is going to be it. Then I, then I can stop, then I can take care of myself. Retirement comes and they're so sick um, from what they've done to themselves that now all of the money they made, they're spending it all on doctor's visits. They're spending it all on different procedures. Not only that, but they're just spending their time in a doctor's office or a hospital or a rehab area. Um, or they just seem to be getting sick. You know, disease after disease after disease seems to be hitting them. And all this time they thought they would spend on the golf course or with the grandkids or traveling. Instead, they're spending all that time and money now just trying to regain their health, right? Um, so there's a saying that I've heard that I really like. It says, uh, you know, we men, you know, women also, but um, will um, spend their lifetime um, neglecting their health to gain their wealth, and then will spend their wealth to try and buy back their health, right? And you can't buy back your health, okay? You can have all the money in the world, and you can't buy back your health. Um, you can maybe take care of some of the symptoms, Right? But once it gets to a certain point, it's not going to work. So you, you can't plan on, well, when I get to retirement, that's when I'll take care of myself. Because again, we've heard the stories of guys who work and the first year of retirement, they're dead. Right? They drop dead, they, they get cancer, they get something else, or they're seriously debilitated. And now their entire retirement is going to be spent you know, bedridden right? or seriously debilitated, not able to do things they want to do. So don't do that. Um, you have to make that decision to make that change. Only you can make that decision, right? But it's definitely worthwhile for those reasons. What else? Um, nutrition, right? Nutrition is what drives your body, uh, what allows your body to function properly, just like gas in the car. Okay, so what is really nutrition at, at its basic? Um, it's the raw materials that your body needs to repair itself and initiate healing, right? So vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, these are nutrients that are found in fruits and vegetables, right? Only in their natural form um, and other, Right? Um, there's lots of unknown substances in whole foods that we need that we don't even know about. Right? So, for example, an apple has over 10,000 different nutrients 
um, that researchers hadn't even pinned down what they all are yet. But we know we need them, right? So to try and just take isolated forms of a vitamin, like a men's multivitamin, um, that's just an isolate. Um, you're missing many things, and we're missing things we don't even know we're missing, right? And so that's why we need whole foods, fruits, vegetables, you know, lean meats, things like that, um, that are complete building blocks. Um, and these can be only acquired by eating whole foods and utilizing whole food supplementation when necessary, right? So there are supplements, like the ones we use here at the well, that are based on whole food, right? They're not just isolated components. Processed foods do not contain any naturally occurring vitamins or minerals and will actually drain your body of these resources, okay? Um, they'll load your body with chemicals, preservatives, metals, and other toxins. So eating processed foods on the go, right, which men are, are, are prone to do, because they're moving so fast, they don't want to take the time. They'll just pop something in their mouth or stop somewhere at Wawa and get, and get something. Not only are you not getting nutrients, you're draining your body of nutrients because your body needs to use those nutrients to try and break down that food. Plus, the byproducts of that food are chemicals, are preservatives, you know, metals, toxins that now your body has to deal with on top of everything else, right? So you're doing yourself no favor of, of trying to save that extra 10, 15 minutes by eating that junk food. Taking the time to eat a proper diet um, of whole food um, will give yourself the building blocks um, to have health, right? So it's just like if you're building a house or doing a project at home, you wouldn't just go find the absolute cheapest um, material you could find, right? You want to find the right material because you know if you don't use the right material, you're going to be doing that job over again, right? It's going to break apart. It's going to fall apart. It's not going to be utilized for what you want to utilize it for. And that would be, that'd be ridiculous. You wouldn't do that but we do that with our bodies. So we have to reverse our thinking and treat our body like any other project we would, right? You wanna use the best materials possible. The male endocrine system, comp um, components and foods that will support them naturally. So the male endocrine system are basically organs in your body that are involved with the production of you know, testosterone, other um, hormones um, that drive the whole male process, right? So what are they? Um, the pituitary and the pineal and the hypothalamus, they're all in the brain, the thyroid, the parathyroid, pancreas, testes, adrenals, kidneys, right? It's not really important that you memorize that list, um, but here are some foods that you can eat that will help replenish them, right? And so instead of breaking down separate foods for each organ, I just came up with a list of about 10 general foods that if you eat these, um, you'll, you'll hit most of all those organs, right? And these are simple things. It's not exotic, right? Um, foods like fish, beef, chicken, Okay, um, now these should be um, organic, they should be um, grass-fed, no hormones, you know, no chemicals in them, of course. Um, broccoli, tomatoes, avocados, berries, you know, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, bell peppers, beans, right? What man doesn't like beans? Uh, quinoa, uh, which is a, a grain like a rice. Um, eggs, apples, leafy greens like spinach, olive oil, coconut oil. Right? These are not exact, exotic things. Right? Eating healthy doesn't mean you're going to be just eating bean sprouts and carrots for lunch. Right? You can have good food, good filling food that tastes good, fills you up, um, is very satisfying. And there's many different ways you can pair these foods. Right? So if you just focus on that list, you're going to hit most of all those energy organs I talked about. The other important thing is water, drinking enough water. I can't express that enough. If you're dehydrated, your body's not going to function properly. Right? Your body needs the water to break down all the nutrients in this food. Right? It's the, it needs the water as part of the chemical process to, to utilize the nutrients. 
It also needs water to flush out toxins. Your muscles need water. Your bones need water. Um, your, the discs between your bones need water. Um, the organs need water. Your brain needs water, right? We're made mostly of water. So if we're not drinking enough water, we're going to be dehydrated and nothing's going to function properly. And what I mean by water, I mean water, right? I don't mean um, sports drinks. I don't mean Gatorade. I don't mean um, coffee um, or, or caffeinated teas um, or lemonade or iced tea or all these things. I mean just water, right? Because all those other things contain um, potential toxins to the body that your body will then have to break down, right? Especially Gatorade. Gatorade is probably the worst thing you could, you could possibly drink. Um, if you ever look at the ingredients, the first one is high fructose corn syrup, right? Which is just highly concentrated manufactured sugar, right? Um, and then you have different colorings in there. That's why it's all those, you know, neat colors of blue and green and yellow, right? They're not natural colors, right? They're chemicals. Um, so water, 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 right? If you exercise a lot um, and you feel you need some electrolytes, put a pinch of sea salt in there. You'll get all the electrolytes you need, right? Very simple, um, but you must drink enough water. And how much is enough? Uh, well, about half of your body weight in ounces, right? So if you weigh 100 pounds, that's 50 ounces of water a day you should be striving to drink, okay? And if you don't drink water that much, when you first start doing that, it's gonna be a little uncomfortable. You'll be running the, the bathroom a lot. Um, just like a, a plant, you know, if there's a very dry plant, the soil is cracked and dry, you just pour water on it, the water is just going to flow everywhere, right? It's not going to be able to absorb it because it's too dry to even absorb the water. It needs water to absorb the water. But if you start to add that in slowly, it'll absorb it. So if you start to increase your amount of water over time up until that goal, um, the symptom of, uh, you know, having to go to the bathroom all the time will decrease and your body will start to utilize all that water. So healthy foods and water. What else? Chiropractic and neurology. Chiropractic is what I do, okay? And research has shown that poor posture not only increases pain levels, but also increases stress levels by negatively impacting the nervous system. And this is key, especially for, uh, for men who are working sedentary jobs, sitting in the car a lot, you know, traveling a lot, sitting behind a desk, because ultimately when you're on a computer, right, your posture will start to go like this, right? When you're driving like that with the hand on the wheel, um, if you're traveling, you're, you know, you're pulling luggage, you're sleeping in, you know, um, different beds, all these different things. So what happens um, as your body starts to break down like this, um, one thing that happens is you have reduced lung capacity, right? Your rib cage starts to come in onto your sternum. You can't take a deep breath. So you're not getting enough oxygen in. Oxygen is important. Would you not agree to us being alive, right? If you're not getting a deep breath, you're not getting enough oxygen in. That's going to affect your brain. It's going to affect every organ in your body. Um, also, when you start to have a posture like this, it starts to actually put tension on your spinal cord. The brain stem starts to be stretched, um, and when this brain stem is stretched and the spinal nerves are stretched, they start to drastically reduce function. And this has been proven through research. Um, and that's why a lot of people that are, uh, are subluxated, their spines misaligned, they're in these poor postures, they have brain fog, um, they have headache, um, they're fatigued, they can't focus, they can't concentrate, they feel sick. And it's because their nervous system is being stretched, right? And their, and their nervous system can't function properly. Um, also, you can have limited um, joint motion. So if you don't use it, you're going to lose it, right? So for most guys, if they just sit in a car at a computer, right, they're not really going through a full range of motion in their body and their joints, right? And so you're going to start to lose it. You're going to start to form adhesion in the joints and the muscles. Uh, so when you do try to do a full range of motion, it gets very painful. It gets very aggravated. And over time, they can get 
less and less and less, and before you know it, you have this limited range of motion. Um, decreased cardiac function also, right? If you're not moving, you're not breathing heavily, you're not breathing heavily, you're not challenging your cardiac function, uh, which is your heart and your lungs. Um, and if your heart and lungs start to get weak, that's not good, right? And also fatigue. If you're not exercising, you're not moving, your body's gonna get tired. You're gonna have that fatigue all the time, which is gonna kind of lead you to start to take things like um, sugar and coffee and um, you know who knows what else to try and get you through the day. Um, chiropractic can affect the neurological pathways and rewire a person as they heal also. So as your body starts to come out of, from this position to this position, we can follow along chiropractically, neurologically, and make sure that we're making all the right connections. Make sure that your body's healing properly. Um, and make sure your brain starts the way it was designed to work. Um, so chiropractic, extremely, extremely important um, to help get you from this position to this position, especially if you're already starting to feel pain in your joints and your back, which is limiting your ability to exercise because it's just too painful, right? We need to correct that so you can start to, to move properly. Massage and acupuncture, something else we offer here at the Wall of Life. Um, in the inactive person, muscles can become deconditioned, inelastic, prone to forming adhesions and trigger points, and loaded with toxins because the lymphatic system is not being activated. Your lymph system is like your sewage system in your body. Um, so it gets all the bad stuff out, um, but it, it, it doesn't work on its own, meaning that for the lymphatic system to work, you need to have movement. It's a passive system. If you're not moving, it's not going to be pumping stuff through. Um, so you can get those toxins start to build up in the muscles. Um, your muscles can become deconditioned, right, weaker, inelastic. They get tight. They get prone to forming adhesions and trigger points, which is bits of scar tissue, right? Muscle tissue should move, and muscle cells and fibers should just move and glide against each other. That's how they function. But if they're not being moved, right, and they're just kind of sitting there, they're going to start to form adhesions, which means that they're not going to move smoothly, which means your muscles are going to tear and strain when you try and use them, right? They're gonna be uncomfortable. Uh, and so a massage can get in there and start to work out those adhesions, break those adhesions up so you can start to move the muscle better. It'll, it'll help to get that lymph going. Um, this will create a situation where muscle aches, pains and strains will become more prevalent if you're not doing this. Tight muscles will also pull in tendons and bones, exacerbating an already compromised structural system, right? So if your structural system is compromised, your muscles are getting tighter, it's gonna only make it worse. Massage and acupuncture will restore elasticity of the muscles, break down adhesions, and flush out stored toxins. So very, very beneficial. And exercise. Exercise is extremely important. Getting your body moving will be vital to restore health. Exercise provides the following essentials. One, it increases uh, muscle tone and strength. It increases joint range of motion and flexibility. Increases coordination and neuromuscular control. Increases cardiovascular output and endurance. Increases your lymphatic drainage increases your cognitive function um, because what they found is that when you exercise and you stimulate the body those signals going from your body up to the brain actually make your brain work better so if you ever had the um, experience of if you go out for a, a walk or a run or a bike ride and all of a sudden you just your brain starts to clear up you start to get all these ideas you know problem solving it's like wow where's all this stuff coming from it's because that movement is actually is actually driving your brain function and making your brain function better so you'll actually be sharper at work. Um, you'll be able to make better decisions at work, at home. You'll be more productive, right? And who doesn't want that? And you'll decrease your stress levels. By exercise, you're gonna be helping to kind of blow off stress, right? Um, decreasing that tension, reversing the effects of 
um, of the stress response. Um, so these are some ways that here at The Well of Life, we can help you to regain better health. Okay, so again, what are the two things? Lifestyle, right, which you can control, okay, uh, and the andropause, which, um, which can happen, but there's things you can do to counteract that, right? Uh, because we saw that how the stress response and the andropause working together can exacerbate each other and just make things much, much worse, which can lead, lead to earlier death rates, earlier instances of, um, of being debilitated, being in a lot of pain, just not enjoying life. Um, but one of the most important things we talked about is making that decision to make the change. You're going to have to make the decision on your own. You're going to have to take the steps to do that, right? And it might cause some discomfort, it might cause shifting priorities um, and sacrifices in work, other areas. Uh, but if you don't do this, um, chances are you're not going <clears> to <throat> enjoy your retirement. You might even, not even last your retirement. So the things to do, as we talked about, and things we offer here at The Well of Life, um, nutrition, um, consultations, um, helping you create a better diet, providing you with um, whole food supplementation when necessary to kind of kickstart that process, um, chiropractic so we can make sure your structure and your nervous system is working properly, massage and acupuncture so you can help to get those muscles functioning again, get that lymph system, that sewage system working again, um, exercise, so um, you can learn how to move properly, put together some routines. We also have cooking classes here, um, all kinds of things, right, that can help you do this, but you need to make that decision. So we're here to support you, and we'd love to see you here at The Well of Life. Thank you very much, and have a great night.